Welcome back to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Em. Hi, I'm Em. My pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Luca, whose pronouns are he, him, and Mirabella, whose pronouns are she, her. You can find me on Twitter at SketchmouseArt or Instagram at SketchMouse. Next, we have Rocket Orca. Hi, I'm Amber or Rocket Orca, and I use she, her pronouns. I'll be playing Neri Centralis, the jubilant, using she, her pronouns, and her familiar pearl, the caterpillar, using they, them. You can find me on Twitter at Rocket Orca. And joining us, we have our second guest player, TK. Hey, it's me. It's TK. My pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Inkame, whose pronouns are also they, them, and their familiar is Azira the Anaconda, who uses he, him. You can find me on Twitter, TK Joins the Fray, and almost everywhere else, or TK Has Joined the Fray. And I'm Cass. My pronouns are she or they. You can find me on Twitter at CassKDesigns. Today, I'm going to be your hosting game master, and we're going to be playing the game Familiars of Terra by Elizabeth Chai Pratikun of Angry Hamster Publishing. So, without further delay, let's get back into it. So, where we left the scene is Pear is kind of on the ground, having tumbled through, like, the door in the grate. And right in front of them is an Interman seated on top of a giant triceratops named Peony, who has just turned in your direction. Um, and he said, uh, basically, we can't let them get it. We knew they'd be here. Um, and he calls out, um, Catley, they're coming. And you just feel like the ground shake a little bit and hear like a boom, boom, boom. And a ankylosaurus, which is, uh, one of those dinosaurs that looks kind of like a tank with like the big spiky back and like the spiky ball tail. Oh, <laughs> comes sort of lumbering down a set of stairs, and on top of them is an uh, in their woman. Um, and they look at you. Um, and the the first man says, "This is our, this is our find. We came here first. You're gonna have to leave." Oh, okay. Um, but were you here first? Because this uh. Pear's been here for quite a while. Uh, he looks down and looks at you and says, Are you with Plinth? No, no, uh, it's a disguise. Well, I know this one's with Plinth. We chased him all the way down from the border. You're here with him? And the... Hmm, feels like he really was here first, then. <laughs> Immediate deflection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stumbles over whatever he's gonna say. It's like, well, <laughs> it doesn't count if you're from Plinth. No, I mean... Okay, but that's not really the issue under discussion, I mean... Well, it seems like we're closer to the vault than you. It, it looks like only by 20 or 30 feet, though, right? Uh... Sort of negligible. Gray area. He, uh, sort of, like, straightens a little bit and says, 
Why don't you get closer then? Um, and Kame's gonna look at the rest of them like, uh, a little help, please. <laughs> Why am I the face? <laughs> I mean, you are a commander. Ooh, that stung a little. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we see down, like, where's the v- exact vault entrance? Is is Pearl between the vault and the Inther people? So it looks like, um, I'd say maybe you can see a little bit of an angle. of It looks like the stairs, the um, woman and the Ankylosaurus came down. They go up just a few steps, and then you see a steel, like, double-locked door right there. Mm. Uh, Luca's going to kind of raise a hand. Have you... Uh, found it, though? The vault? He looks over at the other woman, uh, and she just, like, jerks a thumb towards the stairs and says, it's a heavy door, all locked up. Why would you lock it up if there isn't something valuable? So you can't get inside. It doesn't seem very useful to you. <laughs> well, I mean, you interrupted us. I was just minutes away from Oh, of, opening it. Of course you were. So, uh, you can't get inside, and you won't let us who can get inside near it. <sighs> this really feels like a no-win situation for you. They both look very closely at you, um, and then it says, what makes you think you can get inside? Well, I know that hypothetically, though this is completely literal, of course I can get inside, If I could get inside, I certainly wouldn't let anyone stop me while I was in the middle of it. Is this one of those logic puzzles? I don't follow you. So what makes you think that you can get inside? Oh, man. Neri's like all hype behind you right now. Woo! Uh, And Kame is like, is is there a way I can antagonize these people without getting my ass kicked? Um, I think... The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> you can try and do... Charm is convincing. I'm going to give you a minus one penalty. Fair. Charm. I freaking knew it. Okay, so my charm is a seven, so I need to get below a six. Is that correct? Yes. Ooh, this is a problem. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no. Look, in my defense, I did not think my actions would have consequences. (laughs) Fair. Uh, Talk first, think later. Uh, Right. Um, So what was the last thing you said to try and convince him? Look, uh, I said you can have all the treasure, and then it didn't work. And then they gave us the treasure. Um, so you say that, and <laughs> he says, uh, well, I think Peony, Peony can get through any wall or door, and if not, then Zinnia is going to help us out. And as he says that, the pterodactyl walks up, um, and it grabs Pear, like, by the scruff of, like, his oh, neck, no. and sort of, like, pulls him closer to them. I hear they're real good. Can I just say, Peony and Zinnia are fantastic names. Wait, is it is it trying to to like take a pair from us? 
Yeah, it's grabbing, uh, Zinnia the pterodactyl is grabbing Bear from the ground and starting to pull him towards the Inther. Darn it, that's my servant. Can Mirabella try to contest this and, like, grab, like, Pear's, like, the cuff of his, like, pant leg or something and try pulling him back towards us? Yeah, that sounds like an opposed check between the two animal kin. I'm obsessed with this chicken. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, Zinnia has to give, I think it's just opposed, so it's, we flip. And let me make sure if it's we want higher or lower on an opposed check. I'm not 100% sure. Are we flipping for a particular stat or is it... Um... So we draw a card and add the attribute and whoever has the highest wins. So like uh, Zinnia oh, so has we... a, a, a seven might. So I would flip and then add seven. And okay. you would flip and add whatever Mirabelle's might is. Okay. So uh, this is when we learn Mirabelle has like a thirteen mind. <laughs> oh my! She, does, she has a ten, and I drew a six, so it's sixteen total. I drew a jack, so that is eleven, right? And a might of seven is eighteen. Oh no! Oh jeez! Oh. Okay, Reese's in pieces, pair. <laughs> Um, so Zinnia, I think what happens, Mirabelle, I like that it's the two bird-like creatures. Yeah, Mirabelle's like, hey, no, this is our chick that we adopted. Uh-huh. Um, I think what happens is Zinnia just drags Mirabelle along too, oh, unless no! Mirabelle lets go. So like, Zinnia just drags over to in between the two other dino kid. Um, Mirabelle's not gonna let go. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe then like Shakespeare to try and like flip Maribel off um, off of him. Excuse me, that is an unpaid intern of ours. I <sighs> Rude. Uh, and Pear's just kind of like curled up and protecting his like face at this point. Uh, Luca's gonna hold up his hands like, wait, 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 wait. Um, this, don't, please don't hurt Pear or anything. Um, you're not, you're not gonna take them back to Plinth, are you? They don't want to go. The man looks down, and and the woman sort of looks down, too. And then the woman, like, shrugs and says, well, if he's useful, maybe we'll keep him around. Uh, and she looks at Flint, and, or Pear, and says, you want to be useful? You want to open that vault for us? Um, and he sort of kind of just is like, I'm loyal to my commander. They're coming. Uh, honestly, this seems like the best of all instances, except for we don't have any money. You get a new family, we get rid of you. This is nice. I don't know that Luca wants, or that, uh, that pair wants to be there, though. (laughs) Pear looks really uncomfortable. Fine, please unhand our intern. Neri will finally step up and say something. This is getting out of hand. Swallows her anxiety and says, addressing the Inther people, Look, we we made a deal with Pear, and we're we're he's helping us, but maybe there's a way we can all benefit. Maybe we can split what's going on inside of the vault, and we can Pear can help us. I mean, sharing sounds good. Yes. Ooh, Akami, you're gonna get stuff. Shh. Oh, fine. Uh, the two enter exchange a look, um, and he says. Well, now, I heard Mirland 
was after the crown, too. But you give us the crown. You can have whatever else is in there. Huddle up. Mm. Huddle up. (laughs) (laughs) Look, that guy who just abandoned his familiar to send us on a quest for a crown. What? I don't care about the crown, really. Like, I don't. What should we do? Do we really have ties to Mirland? Well, uh, I mean, besides that, our job was to bring back some artifacts. Did they, they wanted the crown specifically to I give didn't. to the Waterlands? I look back through my notes and see the words water, relics, artifacts, and nowhere do I see crown. So, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they didn't specifically ask for it... As much as I would love to have 100% of the treasure, something tells me that I will never hear the end of it if we don't at least get the child. I uh, I think if we can bring some artifacts back to uh, Silverpaw Seeker, that they should still be able to to trade some with the Waterlands, I think. I I mean, they don't, they, I, they don't know that the crown is down here, do they? I mean, and I don't remember them specifically saying anything about a crown, so just relics and artifacts to to get so maybe there'll be other things in there okay so we we can tell them we'll split uh they they can have the crown uh but they have to let pear go yes mm. 70 30 and uh, yes and they <laughs> yes i agree with that number uh <laughs> it's a good number uh also we never saw them and they never saw us Okay, yeah. So the, are those going to be our, uh, terms? our terms for the deal? Fine, I approve. Okay. As though uncommon <laughs> approval is necessary. <laughs> okay, uh, so we'll unhuddle and Neri will look back down and so, says, um, okay, the rest in the vault is ours. You take what you came for. You leave Pear alone. He's ours uh, under our care and we never saw you, and you never saw us. Uh, while you were huddling, the group of them were also huddling. <laughs> <laughs> In true cartoon fashion. I cannot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say while we were huddling, they like took parent left. Did the familiars have their own huddle, or do we, <laughs> did they huddle with us? <laughs> There's just like a um, bunch of groups of huddles. <laughs> uh, I imagine the familiars had their own huddle, but they were eating fruit. Um, yes. For their they're, house. Nice. they're very practical. <laughs> I mean, that's reasonable. The woman, Cat Lee, says, All right, but we, ha- we have one other term. Zinnia says you have a magic library. She wants your magic library. What about a library? Uh, Zinnia says you have a magic library you carry around. Um, and the pterodactyl <laughs> nods. <sighs> it's, it's my book bag. I. It was a graduation gift. I, yes, uh, there's many books in here that I... What about it? Well, uh, the way I see it, we're doing you a favor, you know, not hurting this evil plinth spawn that we have here. And we're letting you have most of the vault. And Zinnia did not eat you. So uh, I think Zinnia deserves a magic library. <laughs> the pterodactyl bots. I'm sorry, Luca uh, looks down at his uh, his messenger bag with all its like little pins and stuff on it. Do you mind if I just keep my personal notes on on ecology and botany? It's it's 
just studies of mine. You can have all, all the other books, and uh, I, I'm going to have to take some of the library books out of there because they're due back at the library soon, but uh, Zinnia can have the rest of my books. Catley looks at Zinnia, and Zinnia nods, and then, like, sort of holds out, like, uh, their winged arms. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, um, Luca will take out his, like, personal notes and, like, any books that are not specifically his. And then everything will, like, hand the bag over to the to Zinnia, the pterodactyl. Zinnia, like, slings it over her neck, so it's kind of there, <laughs> like, resting in her tummy. Just kind of, like, hugs it with her two arms. Um, and I don't think pterodactyls can smile, but, like, her eyes gleam at you. Uh, and she sits down. Um, wow. You stole books from a nerd. I hope you're <laughs> proud of yourself. <laughs> what is Akame's home? Is it Ratha? Yeah. I think they hear enough to say, uh, well, maybe if your people didn't occupy us for so long, we wouldn't have to take things. Wow. Guess we're we're playing the suffering badge here. That's fine. The man sort of like motions towards the vault door. Make your little plinth spawn. <sighs> Open the vault. <sighs> Pear, I suppose we better get this over with. Yes, Commander. What? What's my mission? And he's sort of, like, brushing himself off. <sighs> Open the door. All right, let me see how well he does with that. Oh, boy. He just needs a 10 or lower. He should be good. He got a 7. So, uh, it takes him a little while. Um, you see him staring at the door for a very long time and, like, feeling around. And you notice, like, probably that's when you notice there isn't, like, a clear place to enter a combination or a code. Um, but after a while, the surface of the door lights up, similar to the obelisk, and he motions on the different um, letters that, that pop up, and you hear a very loud double click, um, and he pushes the door open just a little bit, and it creaks, uh, and he looks back at you, Nakame, and he says, Commander, I'm happy to report success. The door is unlocked. Um, and the Inther woman, who's on the Ankylosaurus, sort of just pushes him aside, and uh, the large dinosaur sort of uh, shuffles into the wall. Uh, Inkame will, like, motion for Pear to come back over and stand by them. He runs right over and sort of smiles shakily at you. Good job. Uh, your remaining lashes will be halved. Excellent. I must be down to, like, no more than 30 now. Well, certainly no less. I I, I will be strong. Luca feels so bad. <laughs> Best intern. Um, so the man stays on the Triceratops, sort of outside the vault door, and calls in and says, Cat, have you found it? And she says, I I think so. I don't know. This doesn't make sense. She sort of comes back out. Uh, she's stepped off of the dinosaur, sort of is leading it back out, um, and looks over at uh, Pear and says, I don't, I don't see treasure. I thought this is the vault. There's, maybe there's another lock. There's something, there's something not quite right in there. It's, I think it might be another computer. Hmm. Do you mind if we take a look? Uh, she kind of shrugs and just leans against her dinosaur. 
I mean, I don't know what to do with it. This is this is more than I've seen before. Luca's gonna um, go take a look in the in the vault. Um, when you get inside, you see that there is a small like semicircle room, and inside there is a globe sort of sitting on a a white column. And on the far wall, you see, it looks like it was shattered. It was kind of made of like white marble and is shattered. But you can see there's a face painted on the wall um, with two eyes. One is filling with tears and the other is like narrowed with anger. And you see that same image on the globe that's right there on the column. Hmm. Luca will take a picture of it on the MD. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you all make of this? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, would any of us know if we've seen it before? Like, can we, like, be like, hmm, what is this? Anything with, like, a historical precedent? Um, yeah, anyone who wants to make, like, a wit test? Wit test. Oh. Uh, the pages, or the jacks are 11, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I missed that by one. Luca <laughs> does not a- know. I've got a nine wit and I drew a five. Nice. So I have a seven. I drew an eight. So nope off for me. All right, um, Mikame, you, I think, recognize this image is um, a symbol. The the symbol of pain and anger was connected to the monarchs who ruled Amirland before they were overthrown for being. Um, sort of oppressive and not treating uh, the peasants well. And the globe on the center, um, you remember a story that before a monarch would die, they would put their most precious memories into a computer hologram for their successor to view and learn from. Hmm... Kame is not going to say anything about that. Kame will like kind of lock eyes with Luca for a second, and then it doesn't seem like uh, anything of value or use. Just a room full of junk. Oh, it's a shame. They thought that something important was down here, though. There's nothing we can really give the Waterlands. Unfortunate. Well, our our uh, work is done here. And what do you do? We gotta go. We gotta go tell the anther people that there we were. We were mistaken. There is nothing of value here. <laughs> yes, but is are there anther people in the vault with us? They stayed outside the vault. Uh, I would like to tell Izira to at least like this orb. Is it a solid orb? Yeah, it looks um. Sort of like the same material as the obelisk you saw, so sort of stone-like and solid sphere. Okay. Uh, I would like to tell Izira to swallow the orb, and she and uh, he has the ephemeral trait, and just, like, go through the wall um, elsewhere and meet me back somewhere else. Excellent. I imagine you, you might have pulled this stunt before with Izira. Look... 
<laughs> Listen. Oh, yeah, we've absolutely done this before. Uh, and since Inkame uses, like, mostly non-vocal cues, it's going to be, like, the snap, snap, and then a point. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, unfortunate. Nothing of value in here whatsoever. Did you wait for us to leave? <laughs> uh, I... I think Inkame will tell you on the way back. Oh, okay. So if, uh, just be like, <laughs> is Inkame, yeah, Inkame is a, uh, is a scoundrel, but I don't think they're enough of a scoundrel to betray friends. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more from the perspective, if we were all in the room and just saw Azira eat an orb and vanish, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be okay? Like, that didn't seem healthy. Oh, he'll he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so he swallows the orb and, and turns ephemeral and sort of just goes through the wall. Um, can you, however, give me Aziri's agility? Uh, yeah, Azira's got a seven as agility. Would you like me to draw for it? Yeah, let's do an agility check. This is unfortunate. Okay, so seven agility. I'm gonna look at the card. Oh yeah. Neat. I got a three. Excellent. Um, so I think we follow Aziri. Like, the camera follows Aziri. Just, like, slip through the wall um, and into uh, sort of the, the room that's right next door. And you sort of see Aziri slither past what looks like a giant gorilla, except for it's white and has six arms. And the gorilla seems to be really focused on currently smashing some cages to pieces. Um, and doesn't mm. notice as this little fearful snake like slithers by. Uh, and we follow Ziri back into the main jungle area. And I sort of imagine Ziri like maybe making themselves at home, sort of getting into the jungle foliage and just sort of waiting for you. Um, and then the camera snaps back to the three of you in the the vault space. What do you do next? Uh, I think Inkame will follow Luca and Neri out of the vault. Yeah, so I guess we walk back out. And you walk back out, you find the... And they have pretty much not moved. They're both sort of standing next to their dinokin. Um... Zinnia is still hugging the satchel <laughs> to their stomach. Um, and they look at you and say, so did you figure it out? Mm, no, it's just a broken statue and some junk. It doesn't look like there's any sort of crown or anything. Mm-mm. Nothing valuable. On the bright side, you have a magic library now. Uh, the woman laughs a little and says, well... Zinnia has a magic library. She doesn't like to share. I suppose that's fair. Who's the person that said there was just junk in there? Uh, Luca, probably. <laughs> Luca, I want you to make a charm check against the man's awareness. Charm check? Okay. Um, I have a nine in charm, and I pulled a seven. So that's 16. Okay, he is a 7 in awareness, and he pulled a 7 to 14. So he, like, kind of just, like, rubs his chin, and he's like, well, sometimes the information we get is just bad. Um, and he looks at the woman, and she kind of shrugs. 
and says, well, there's, there's always upstairs. Maybe there's something there. Um, and he nods. And they, they look at you and say, uh, upstairs wasn't part of the deal. That's that's our turf up there. You should uh, take your little deserter. And they kind of glare at her. Move on to something else. Well, I, I don't love it, but a deal's a deal. <laughs> I think Inkame leaves pretty, pretty, pretty soon after this. Just like, well, <laughs> we best get going. Yeah. yeah. Time to hit the old dusty train. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll just go back down there to the marketplace and see if there are more clues. And we'll like immediately just start pushing Pear down the like. Pear is like a lockstep right behind you, Akame. And um, he, he, he says, I'm, I'm ready for our next mission. Maybe, I'm sorry this one wasn't successful. I could have sworn the computer said, well, maybe it's out of date. It's all right. The, the next mission is to be as quiet as possible on the return home. Right, quiet. I can do quiet. And then like, he catches himself and like puts both hands over his mouth. Um, curse you <laughs> as uh, you're walking out um, you hear a little bit of rustling in the jungle and a dog he's like oh no the monkeys <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think you see a little bit of a monkey but then you see <laughs> the fear <laughs> is it back for me <laughs> it's in the mouth of a dogkin um it looks a little bit like a Doberman, but it has a cybernetic front left leg. Um, oh, thank goodness. And a cybernetic little tail, and it goes up to pair. Oh my gosh, I love this this robot doggo more oh, than anything. The goodest boy. And, and he, he says, oh, good boy, good boy. And then he glances at Nakama and puts his hand back over his mouth um, and <sighs> follows you. I will, I will always permit pupper petting. That's fine. <laughs> Inkame makes a stern face, but like TK will always permit the, the pupper petting. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you're walking out, look at you notice that Zinnia is following you. Uh, don't. Where's your seeker? Aren't, aren't they waiting for you back inside? Zinnia just hugs the book bag. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I liked it a lot too. <laughs> followed to rub it in (laughs) she just shuffles behind you won't you oh where's your but you have somebody waiting for you i thought she shakes her head no uh so are you trying to come with us then she pulls a book out of the bag i'm gonna say it's like some very risque romance book oh no oh heck yeah (laughs) um and sort of like Holds it out to you. Oh, um, oh thank you, Luca. Blushing a lot. <laughs> Please tell me it was written by, like, the fantasy Chuck Tingle of this world. <laughs> yes. Uh, Luca, as you reach out to take it, Zinnia sort of, like, steps back as if she's trying to lure you like you lured her. Oh, I see how this is. I, um, I would love to, like, stay here and have this cool little book club, but I... I I don't live underground. I'm sorry. Uh, she sort of like her little wing arms like slump, and she like makes a like low cackling sound, 
and then sets down the book for you, and then, like, shuffles back away. It's just a trail of risque romance. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my only taste in books. <laughs> I get, in other circumstances, a trail of books might have worked, but not today. <laughs> uh, not today, Zinnia. Alright, so we see Zinnia back away with, like, little books left for you until she disappears back towards where the vault area was. I guess we all gotta get out of this pit now. Um, is Aziri is able to make another rope up? Oh dear. Oh. Uh, I think... I don't know if Treacherous... Uh, it's once per hour, so depending on how long it's been down here, then probably? Yeah, I think... Um, that would. I think you've been here at least an hour. The only other thing I could think of is... Uh, Something Mirabella could do, but we'd be down here all day. <laughs> Can Mirabella fly at all? Um, Mirabella doesn't have any special power to fly, um, other than like what a chicken would normally be capable of. But she has something called Earth Blessing, where she can like grow plants. So if we wanted vines to climb, but we we'd be hanging out at the bottom of this pit for a while. <laughs> we could go pick up some of those novels. Each get our own little corner <laughs> while we wait for this chicken to grow beanstalk. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Terra. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe snakeskin. Yeah. Try that. The only Try problem. That yeah, the biggest problem with the snakeskin is like, how do we get it up there? Yeah. I mean, how heavy is a snakeskin? Maybe uh, Pearl could kind of grab it with their pincers and and walk up the wall but i don't really have a special power for that but oh my gosh that's so cute it's i mean cute in some regards but then you think about what it's holding in its mouth and dragging up a cliff uh but i i i, I mean so like the thing about the snakeskin is it has to be tough enough to hold us but light enough for pearl to take so uh probably not <laughs> We should have asked Silverpaw's Seeker for some rock climbing equipment. I mean, I guess I could, like, try and, like, scrounge around and maybe find some stuff that we could f make a kind of a grappling hook, perhaps. If we have uh, all those vines that Mirabella cut down, maybe we could braid them together. That's true. So, uh, can Neri search around and try and gather up some, maybe some materials to help fashion some sort of grappling hook that we can throw up? Yeah, um, I think that'd be awareness, like spotting, looking for things. Okay, um, and also because I have of Inther wisdom, when scrounging around for useful items or fighting for survival, you gain a plus one to your check. So I have an 11, let's see what I draw, nice. and I drew a nine. Excellent. Um, so when you find some vines, and then also you find in the, like, the floor where there were the gears and things, you can probably pull out some metal pieces and like fashion a hook that you want. Okay, cool. Hook. Check. Okay, okay. We're liking it. And um, who is strong enough to throw that hook up there? Maybe Cyberdoggo? Did you say Cyberdog? Yeah. Well, let me look at Cyberdog. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why don't we just ask Pear how Pear got down? Pear, how did you get down <laughs> Uh, he looks at you, gravity, and then he sort of looks at his, like, scraped up uniform. I don't think gravity works going the other way. Well, it does, but it's not helpful. I think it would be 
the opposite of what we want. He, he like sighs, uh, Commander, do you have a mission for me? I could try and reverse gravity. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> huh? How, how tall is the pit again? I can't remember if the 20 feet was. I'd say it's about like two stories. Two stories, okay. Okay. Could you elaborate? Oh, I could climb. And then it would be like oh. I was reversing gravity. I thought it sounded cooler if I said it the other way. It did sound cooler. It does sound really cool. Yeah. It sounds incredibly cool. So, do, hmm, uh, does Pear look like he could survive that climb? Uh, let me look at Pear's stats. That kid is, that kid's been through a lot. Pear looks like, no, let's just say no. Because, um, <laughs> um, like, Inkame's not climbing up there. Inkame's got a three might, yeah. so. Uh, Luca uh, looks at the two stories, uh, looks, you know, kind of down out of self, and then looks over to Mirabella. Um, I know you're not a great flyer, but maybe you can kind of hop up the rocks and take the rope up and drop it down for us. And uh, he, he consulting with his familiar. Um, I don't know if that would be uh, like some type of might or agility check on Mirabella's part. Yeah, I think it'd be might. I think um, she's carrying up the rope and sort of like flying slash hopping. Yeah, because ch- chickens can, they, I think they can only, like, fly a certain distance. Like, they can kind of flutter, <laughs> but they get, I don't think sustained flight is something they can do. Um, ten feet, about. How mighty is Mirabella? How mighty? She, uh, she got, she's ten mighty. Oh, jeez. She's a strong chicken. <laughs> I thought I was ripped with eight, but never mind, this chicken outclasses me. Mirabella's time to shine. yeah. Zero's got an 11 might, so that chicken is like... <laughs> Dang! So is it um, a might or agility? Yeah, it'd be a might check. I have a five. Oh yeah, Mirabella is a champion. <laughs> Going up. Woo! Mirabella reverses gravity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she just shoots off into orbit. <laughs> oh my gosh. You hear like a distant clucking from the top of it, and then Luca just shouts up, good, now drop the rope! Uh, the vine, like, comes slithering down the side. I am impressed. I would say the rope is gonna give you a plus one to climb up yourself. Alright. So, is are we doing might or agility? Um, I think... Let me see. I know we did agility on the way down. Yeah, I think might, because it's lifting, pushing, endurance. <sighs> Pray for me, y'all. <laughs> I got a three might. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, whoa. Azira has an 11 might. Can I use Azira's? You can, you can ride Azira up, yeah. Oh, you are a blessing. <laughs> oh, dang it. Never mind, I'm doing this myself. Because I drew a two, so I want to look cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll use Azira's stats. Uh, yeah, Azira, it's like, this is what snakes do, right? They climb up banks. Uh, so Azira barely even notices that they're going upwards. And Kamej just like holding on to the tail. Uh-huh. <laughs> Luca just looks at the rope and is like, this is the worst part of gym class, and then I'm going to flip my card, and oh, it's a three. Wow. Luca. Oh, we did it. We did it, fam. Luca, Luca's, and his five might make it up. 
Alright, so you get to the top, um, and there is this moment where you're just, you're back in this very plain, damp, kind of dank alley. Uh, we see Luca with your mighty, mighty chicken, <laughs> and, uh, Pearl, maybe still glowing a little bit near Neri, and Nakami on your, your giant serpent, and, um, oh, let me see how well... Your new recruit does. I don't think I climbed up yet. Oh, let's see how you do as well. I think I just like left and were like, yeah, we did it. And I'm like, I'm still down here. <laughs> we zoomed down the camera to where you are. Yeah. Did we forget anything important? <laughs> oh, no. It's only me. All right. I drew a two and I have a might of eight. I'm fine. Hair's going to hold on to the dog because the dog has one bigger bite. And needed a six and got a five. So you see Pear just clutching the dog with its little, like, cyber robo arm. And it just comes clawing its way up. And Pear sort of falls off next to it. And the dog just wags its little cyber tail and pants happily. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you're out of the temple. So the question is, Nikame, what do you do with the memory of the monarch? And who do you tell? Uh, I would definitely call Luca over mm-hmm. and say, you know, yeah, the bag was a little dorky, but <laughs> maybe you'll like this better. And like, <laughs> kind of pats Azira's head so that Azira can just go like, <laughs> thank you, Azira. Luca is like, the thank you, I think, as like the assuming you're handing him. Like, uh, the orb that's now covered in, like... Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Slime. Um, yeah, and, like, you will have noticed in that moment that, um, Inkame has gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> Luca just tries to pull the sleeves down over his palms. <laughs> yeah, they'll look at you and say, well, it's not perfect, but it is free, oh. so... Well, uh, thank you. Uh, this is, uh, the memory of the monarch. I suppose it could be loosely interpreted as a crown, but who knows? Luca's eyes kind of light up and like, the true treasure was knowledge. All right, don't make it more dorky than it is. I'll try. (laughs) It's very hard for me. Mm, Try hard, fail hard. Well, here you go. Here's your your thing. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I don't think that I can keep this, though. I think this has to go to, uh, probably the city. You you just see like in Kami's face, just like technically it's a gift, so I can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> we could have sold that. <laughs> All right, it's yours to give away for no reason whatsoever, I suppose. <laughs> well, if it's in if it's in a library, then uh, it's better than it being buried forever and nobody ever appreciating it. We can learn a lot from it. I think it. I I don't want to just keep it all. Yeah, you sort of see Ankame's eyes just sort of glaze over. We'll find somewhere it belongs. Enjoy your slimy artifact. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The silver pot emerges, Luca, from your collar, where they've been hiding since uh, pretty much the pterodactyl. And it sort of squeaks at you and jumps down to the ground and starts sort of running um, down the alley. Uh, I guess we better follow Silverpaw now. Probably to that guy. 
that I can't remember his name, who yelled at us to go yeah. find stuff and then left us. <laughs> and also sent his familiar with like a bunch of strangers. Yeah. But who knows, maybe Silverpaw can like turn into a star or something. I think in true like cartoon fashion, Silverpaw glances back at you and zaps a little bit of lightning into the air and then uh, runs a little faster. <laughs> Uh, so Silverpaw takes you through the city and you can see that the earthquake, um, you hadn't seen too much of it when you came in, but now can see it decimated a pretty big part of the downtown area. And you find uh, Silverpaw's seeker is uh, sort of in an area where they've brought wounded and is sort of tending to people's wounds. Um, and he looks very, even more tired than when you left. Um, and when you come, so our pa runs up to him and climbs up his arm and sort of curls up next to his neck and he sort of absolutely pets Silverpaw's uh, fur. Um, and he oh no, it's cute. sighs heavily and looks at you and says uh, the Waterlands are saying this is our fault. Uh, I hope we have something we can give to them as a peace offering to show that we don't we don't want to take their land from them. Uh, did did you find did you find something? So you show you show him Luca. Yeah, we uh we didn't really find anything that I think uh would make a peace offering, but it. I think you should see this, and then sets down the orb. Uh, do you know anything about what this is? All of the people sort of around who are from Maryland look at it. Um, and you hear someone gasp and he says, it's, it's, it, it looks like it must be. And he bends down and puts his hands on it and you see, um, constellations start swirling in it. And then a hologram pops up and it's a hologram of a, uh, lynx cat that looks, um, like it has, uh, feathers instead of fur, um, and he says, "It's it's it's Ash's familiar. This must they were the last the last monarch who who ruled over the South. Um, this is this is great history you've brought back to us." Um, and the the hologram of the Lynx um, sort of bows just in general and says, uh, "Ask your questions and I will answer them." And I think that's where we cut away. That was so good. So, a small end of session thing that we do. And so, M, did you take steps towards your character's calling? I want to say that E, I did, um, because Luca's calling is adventure. Um, and this was definitely a new experience of uh going underground and finding a lost artifact so i th i think that that is yeah and you uh work towards your promise um promise of novelty so i think i did take steps towards the adventure calling but not towards the promise of novelty all right and um did your familiar triumph over a particularly difficult foe um i don't think so because the one foe that Mirabella had was trying to pull Pear away from Zinnia, and that was not successful for her. All right. Um, did you fail a check 
at a crucial moment, driving your determination not to fail again. In the same vein, I think that that would drive Mirabella's determination to not lose another uh, contest of strength when it comes to like trying to keep somebody safe. Mm-hmm. Did your seeker or familiar um, experience something integrally important to who they are? I would say that, yeah, my seeker um, in finding a bit of lost history and with Luca's general like curiosity and interest in learning, that would have been something very important. Amber, did you take steps mm-hmm. towards your character's calling? Neri has the calling of beauty, bring beauty to the world and make it a better place. And I'm not really sure she did anything particular to make something more beautiful um, in this session. Okay. And what about your promise? Uh, the promise of nature is you coax nature back to life where the world has fallen barren. Um, and I think she kind of did that in the uh, scene where she had uh, Pearl help make the fruit uh, full of life again. I think she fulfilled that yeah. part of her promise. Did your familiar triumph over a particularly difficult foe? Uh, unless you count the darkness as a foe. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I attack the darkness. Yes, exactly. Uh, and also rotting fruit. Um, so no, not really. Did you fail a check at a crucial moment driving you your determination not to fail again? I think the only times that she failed was when she was trying to remember something, which is fine. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> she's not really worried about that kind of stuff. So I was like, eh, whatever. So she's not worried about failing again in the I didn't know something. Yeah. Okay. Did your seeker or familiar experience something integrally important to who they are? Uh, I think so. So a part of my character we didn't really explore was uh, her other title, which is Jubilant. Uh, a smile is the greatest gift. And I think traveling with Nakame has shown that she can be a little bit snarky, too. <laughs> so when she sass back Nakame, that was really uncharacteristic of of Neri. But days on the road with Nakame has kind of changed her a little. Excellent. And TK, did Nakame take steps towards uh, their calling? I think because this was like, like for Inkame, this was a treasure hunting adventure. Uh, so I feel like there were, there were steps taken towards there where it's like, I need to, I'm going to take some stuff. We all sell it. I'm going to get all this money. <laughs> so I think, I think that they did take steps towards it. And then would you say you fulfilled your promise? I think that Inkame did the exact opposite of fulfilling their promise in giving the only treasure that they did find away to Luca. Yeah. Um, Did your familiar triumph over a particularly difficult foe? Uh, I would say that both Inkame and Izira triumphed over truthfulness. (laughs) (laughs) And being good people. (laughs) But no, no, I don't think that Izira specifically came up against anything that was like, hey, I'm going to fight this. Did you fail a check at a crucial moment, driving your determination not to fail again? Uh, I I think that Nkame did fail a check at a crucial moment when they were unable to convince the the Inther from the start 
to not split the treasure. And I think that that did drive them to want to take the sneaky way, which is to to steal whatever treasure they could get their hands on mm-hmm. behind the Inther's back. Yep. Do your seeker or familiar experience something integrally important to who they are? Um, I think I think that the choice to give Luca that artifact, knowing that Luca would never ever sell it in a million <laughs> years, <laughs> like still being disappointed, but but like Inkami's not dumb. Inkame knows that Luca is going to. If not keep the knowledge, then then give it away to share with other people, especially considering Luca wholeheartedly gave away like one of their most prized possessions. Um, so, yeah, I do think that that they experienced something very important to them to not hoard treasure uh, when they gave that away to Luca. And also, I guess they learned empathy towards, like, a sad 18-year-old or whatever. (laughs) I mean, they cut their lashes, like, three whole times. Like, nobody's going to whip that kid, but it's fun to to threaten him with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for playing. And that is Familiars of Terra. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Join us next week for a completely different group of players and a completely new story. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. One dollar pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing. <laughs>